today's weather, a high of 83 degrees and a low of 69 degrees. Good morning, everybody. Does everybody have their cup of coffee and their virtual donut? Well, hey, come on in, have a seat, stay a while, and let's get this Monday off to a great, great start. Hey, today's show, actually going to give a shout out to my son-in-law, um, Nigel, because uh, he, he uh, asked me a great question that I guess was originally proposed by um, Jordan Peterson, who is um, a Canadian um, philosopher, um, a teacher, lecturer, YouTuber, um, a, a great mind. And uh, so Nigel um, brought this topic up to me from Jordan Peterson and George, Jordan Peterson did an, um, a survey and basically found out that 85% of American people have a low IQ have a low IQ. So Dr. Jordan Peterson's question came to be what do you do with people who have a low IQ in the ever changing and technical job market where it's going to take higher IQs for the new job market. Um, here's, here's what uh, one article uh, states. John Peterson explains why IQ is a good predictor of success in the job market. The more complex the occupation, the higher the requirement of cognitive abilities. By ignoring this reality, we do a big disservice to those who don't have the requirements even for the simple jobs and get left behind. And once again, this is from uh, Hacker News uh, is hackernews.com. Yeah, they're talking of uh, Jordan Peterson. And when Nigel um, told me of, of uh, Jordan Peterson's um, thoughts on IQ and the job market, I was intrigued by his question because I didn't have an answer for him. And I think I might have got the percentage of low IQs incorrect. But it really doesn't matter whatever the percentage of people who have a low IQ are is. The point is Jordan Peterson makes if there's a large amount of people 
who have a low IQ and can't do well in the job market because the job markets are changing to a, a lot of technical skills, what do you do with the people who don't have those skills and may not be able to develop those skills despite the amount of education you try to give them? At some point, and this is just reality, folks, at some point, some people can only learn so much and then you get tapped out. I'm sorry, that's just a truth. It may not be a pleasant truth to think about, but it's a truth. So, you know what? You know when you've told... Oh, this is going to be controversial. You know when your parents said you could do anything you wanted to do if you just put your mind to it and hard work? Yeah, I think that's been the biggest um, lie parents tell their kids. I mean, it's a good idea. It's a good thought, but it's not reality. Um, A person with a low IQ, I'm sorry, they're not going to be able to to figure out how to launch um, rockets into space. They're not going to be able to do that. So, what do you do? How do you take care of these people who are not going to be able to take care of themselves in the new economy, the new job market? You know, as I said on one one of my previous shows, my mom told me the world needs ditch diggers too. But at some point, you tap out those jobs and also technology changes and those jobs become uh, automated. Just think of, of the many factories that are now automated. And this continues to happen. So as technology changes and it and advance it leaves a great portion of people behind because now even the some of the manual jobs being automated, what do you do with the group of people who can't gain the knowledge to educate themselves to be successful for these other jobs? Do you just leave them behind what do you do well let's see let's figure if we can find any answers right after we take this break so hang on
Educated guess. Yeah, there's a little Glenn Kaiser for you. So, hey, how do we solve this dilemma we're in? You know, if you guys have listened to Mornings with Ken for any length of time, you know that I have a heart for the poor. I've always been for the underdog. Um maybe because I was an underdog or still am an underdog 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 oh, you guys don't know underdog that's before your time but uh, anyway if you guys you guys know me I, I'm for the underdog I'm for the poor I, I mean I have a I have a heart for the poor but guys I'm also for capitalism capitalism and uh, being responsible for oneself and hard work and and uh, work working for what you have and what you want in life so yes I'm I, I have great compassion for the needy but I also believe in you, you strive for the things you want in life. You strive for them and you work hard. And there's no guarantee in life that you'll get what you want. So, having said that, let me just say, but one has to be realistic and know that as the society advances... What do you do with the people that are going to be left behind? You know, the Democrat Democrats in Congress right now are talking about a standard wage or a a guaranteed 
a guaranteed wage, I guess, um, to live, which I don't know what that exactly looks like. What do you do when, um, like the the psychologist, uh, author Jordan Peterson says, if if there's a large percentage of society that have has a, a low IQ, and folks, I don't mean that in a, in a very hurtful way, but to his point is people reach a certain level of intelligence that their body is built for and it's hard for some to move beyond that yes we all can learn and keep gaining knowledge but at some point I mean folks you, you know you, you, you could find those people that you look at and you're saying yeah they're not the sharpest tool in the shed um their elevator, their their elevator doesn't go to the top floor, no. But it's just the reality of life. Not everybody's at the same level. I can't be a neurosurgeon. Um, you know, I can't. I, I can't send rockets to the moon. I, I work with and do the best with what God has given me. So, and. Some of the the manual jobs are going away. So what do you do with these massive amount of people who can't succeed in life and aren't going to really be able to have the low-skilled jobs because they're going away? There has to be a place for them. There has to be a place for them you can't you can't just throw them off to the side and say sink or swim drowned you know um i was joking around with my son-in-law nigel when we were talking about this and i said well you know they're just gonna have to die off but i was i was just joking but it's almost like It's almost like you're going to have to incorporate some type of social net, safe, safety net. And especially if you come from a Christian worldview, we're not meant to be so greedy that we don't care for our neighbors. And you know what? Oh my gosh, I don't know if I don't know if I'll, I I can say this being a, a a more conservative guy, but you know what? Is it time that corporations and owners of businesses take a little bit less profit? And either on their own raise wages or allow the government to tax them at such a rate 
that you provide some type of standard living for those who can't keep up with the the skills needed in the labor market I don't know that it, it seems to go against uh, my belief uh, system of, of uh, working hard and you know working for what you want in life um, mama said there'd be days like this though guys I don't have the answer I really don't and uh, if you guys have the answer um, let me know because uh, yeah so hey I want to just to if you guys want to study this a little bit more and maybe see what you guys can come up with um, go ahead and uh I'm going to get a copy of Jordan Peterson's book, Jordan B. Peterson, 12 Rules, 12 Rules for Life. Um, I, and it's actually called 12 Rules for Life, An Antidote to Chaos, 2018. And uh, this will probably be the next book that I read. So let's see here. I, I found a kind of a, a re, not really a review but just telling you what the content of the book is so allow me to read this real quick um, this is from Wikipedia and this gives you the main content of the book the book's central idea is that suffering is built into the structure of being and although it can be unbearable people have a choice either to withdraw, which is a, a suicide gesture, or face and transcend it. Living in a world of chaos and order, everyone has darkness that can turn them into monsters they're capable, capable of being to satisfy their dark impulses in the right situations. Scientific experiments like the invisible gorilla test shows you that perception is adjusted to aims and is better and it is better to seek meaning rather than happiness. It's better to seek meaning rather than happiness. Peterson notes It's all very well to think that meaning of life is happiness. But what what happens when you're unhappy? Happiness is a great side effect. When it comes, accept it gratefully. But it's fleeting and unpredictable. It's not something to aim at because it's not a aim. And if happiness is the purpose of life, what happens when you're unhappy? then you're a failure if yeah i get what he's saying there so if you if your goal is happiness then sometimes when when you fail to be happy you're going to be a failure so your happiness or your goal in life really should be uh something meaningful 
it should be it should be I I guess your your meaning of life should be having a purpose I guess let's look at this uh, invisible gorilla test they mentioned here so the best known study demonstrating inattentional blindness is the invisible gorilla test conducted by Daniel Simons from the University of Illinois this study is a revised version of an early study conducted by Yalrick Nesser Uh, 1975 they asked subjects to watch a short video of two groups of people wearing black and white t-shirts passing a basketball around the subjects are told either to count the passes made by one of the teams or to keep count of bounce passes versus aerial passes in different versions of the video a person walks through the scene carrying an umbrella or wearing a full gorilla suit. After watching the video, the subjects are asked whether they notice anything out of the ordinary taking place. In most groups, 50% of the subjects did not report seeing the gorilla or the person with the umbrella. Failure to perceive the anomalies is attributed to failure to attend to it while engaged in the difficult task of counting passes of the ball. These results indicate that the relationship between what is on one's visual field and to perception is based much more on attention than previously thought. Out of 228 participants of the test, only 194. Whoops, let me see here. That pause for a moment, folks. Out of the 228 participants of the test, only 194 those who did not count the passes correctly. Only 194 those who did not count the passes correctly were used for statistical purpose purposes. The percentage was even as low as 8% in one of 16 tests performed. The basic Simons and Chambers study was reused on British television as a public safety advert designed to point out the potential changes to cyclists caused by inattentional blindness and motorists. In the advert, the gorilla is replaced by a moonwalking bear. <laughs> so, um, that was the gr- invisible gorilla uh, test there. So, I guess it's what your mind is focused on is what you're going to pay attention to. So, anyway... Um, I am not sure. So how does that relate to, how does that relate to, um, his point about the, 
uh, taking care of the people with the low IQ. I'm not sure, but that was interesting to say the least. So maybe I missed something there. You guys, you guys, tell me later what you guys got out of that. But um, hey, I wanted to read a little bit of his book here. Give us give us a little snapshot of his book. The Rules for Life. So, I'm going to get this book. So, once again, it's by Jordan Peterson, and it's entitled um, The 12, 12 Reasons, 12 Rules for Life, 12 Rules for Life, An Antidote to Chaos. All right, let's start. Number one. Stand up straight with your shoulders back. Treat yourself like you are someone who are who you are responsible for helping. Treat yourself like you are someone you are responsible for helping. Wow, that's actually that's a great little quote there. I like that. Make friends with people who want the best for you. Mm, that's good. Compare yourself to who you were yesterday, not to, not to someone else, not to who someone else is today. Compare yourself to who you were yesterday, not to someone else today. Do not let your children do anything that makes you dislike them. Do not let your children do anything that makes you dislike them. Hmm. Set your house in perfect order before you criticize the world. Wow. Pursue what is meaningful, not what is expedient. That's good. Number eight, tell the truth. Or at least don't lie. (laughs) Oh, boy. Number nine, assume that the person you are listening to might know something you don't. That's a hard one. That's a hard one for all of us because we already have our answers in our head and we know most more than most people we think. Be pre- precise in your speech. Ooh, I have a hard time with that one. Number 11, do not bother children when they are skateboarding. Well, hey. Number 12. Pet a cat when you encounter one on the street. So there is his uh, 12 rules for life. And I'm sure he has a point for uh, many of those. So I don't know, folks. Um. I I didn't discover an answer to our dilemma here, but, uh, hey, it gives us a book to read at least, so, hey, maybe we'll come back and we'll do a a book uh, report on that that book, so. Guys, I don't know what we're, 
what we do, what we're going to do with this situation. You know, we have a changing world. And uh, I think to his point in that one comment, basically you either, you know, retreat and, you know, commit like uh, social suicide or or you, or you uh, adapt, you change. You do the best to change with society. But I think there is a responsible in the greater community um, to help our neighbors. And if you hold to a biblical worldview, um, read Matthew 25. Read Matthew 25. We're not to abandon, to abandon the poor. So... You know, don't don't have too uh, hard of a heart. Um, we are obligated to one another, and yes, we can call each other names and uh, point out our their other people's failures in life for not being prepared. But um, we still got to be there for our community. So, hey, thanks for stopping by today. I really appreciate it. And uh, I hope you have a great Monday. I really do. Go pet a stray cat today. All right? Love you guys. Bye-bye. Yeah.